Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And my question for you, Doc, is what season are you in? So you've heard us talk a lot about in our podcast, the four seasons of the chiropractor's career. And we spent a lot of time in this podcast talking about what we call season three, which oftentimes was the missing season. We saw this was a, a gaping hole in our profession. Uh, and we have diligently and we continue to diligently work every day and week in this space of filling up that third season, which is the season of scale. So season one is launch, the remarkable launch of a business. We talk about building that seven figure foundation. And then the second season is the build season. We call that the remarkable build season. It's all about building a seven figure business. You get that seven figure revenue built during that season. The third season is remarkable scale season. We talk about building seven figures of profit. And uh, that's that scale season, which should be the, the majority of your career if you are a business owner and a CEO. And then there's this season, which most of us, Doc Steven, we don't think about. We, we think, you know what, you know, as you always said, you're going to drag my dead body out of underneath the high low because, you know, I'm just going to do this till my last breath. And hey, we love what we do. You know, we like to talk about how much we love the work and we love to work. And I know I'm, we're talking to a bunch of passionate people and that you're listening to us, passionate chiropractors, but there is a season four and the fourth season is the season of the exit. And it's about a remarkable exit, having a graceful and profitable and uh, seven figure exit uh, is what we're, what we're going to be digging into today. So Dr. Steven, I am, I'm enthusiastic about this because um, I have had an experience of a remarkable exit and I know you have had a remarkable exit. Uh, and I know that you've done this more times with other businesses, even outside of the chiropractic space. But we know that this is a this is a significant uh, finding within the chi chiropractic space. We've looked around and we've identified and diagnosed this is an issue, and so we are we are committed to helping uh, solve this. We've identified areas of subluxation, dysfunction, and we know this is an area we can make a correction and make some adjustments and and change the the the, the profession moving forward. So, Dr. Stephen, it is an honor for me to journey with you. Looking forward to this conversation about season four, The Remarkable Exit, and uh, I'm looking forward to digging in with you today. Yeah, Pete. I mean, I love to say we teach from scar tissue, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, man, I've been through multiple exits, uh, some of them more remarkable than others. <laughs> right? So I'm like, where was this conversation back then when I was uh, selling my window cleaning business to my brother who now does a million dollars a month? <laughs> it's like, man, why didn't somebody grab me and say, hey, you've built a pretty awesome business here that has great opportunity to grow and go. You want to keep part of it or you want to be, make sure you, you structure this well. I'm just kind of joking when I say that, so proud of my brother what he's done with that business that I just seeded, you know, when I was down at Life uh, Life University in Atlanta way back when. Uh, but man, that was um, that was my first experience in in selling a business that I had that I had grown, that I had birthed from vapor, right? So created out of nothing uh, and turned it into something that was 
Now, uh, that was an awesome business when I sold it, and it's just incredible. I'm so proud of him what he's done with it then, since then. But multiple businesses since then, including my practice. I know you sold your your practice. I think you had a better experience than I did, and we'll, we'll probably get into that. But you know, we were just missing the guidance of like the actual transaction of selling a business and selling a practice, you know, that's the last step. (laughs) So uh, what we're going to talk about is the four stages of the remarkable exit to make sure that we're doing this in a strategic fashion. So you're positioning yourself well, so that you will not only get the highest asking price, you're not not only going to get the most money for the your business itself, but you'll also get to keep the most money because you're going to leverage things like tax strategies, etc. If you do this well, if you give yourself enough runway, right? So I love the expression, when's the best time to build an oak tree? 50 years ago. When's the next time, next best time? It's today, right? So today, hopefully we can start this process of building an oak tree for you so that when it does come time for you to start considering exit, not when it's time for you to exit, but when it's time for you to start thinking about your exit, maybe for you, that's right now. Maybe it's this conversation. You can start Teeing yourself up right, setting this up right, being strategic so you set yourself up so that you do have that graceful and profitable exit. You know, Dr. Steven, I love how we are able to distill this down into four stages, and we're, we're going to actually go into those here today. Uh, th- this is such an important topic. You know, uh, Stephen Covey, you know, Mitt said something I think we've all embraced fully, which is beginning with the end in mind. I think it's a really uh, great word of wisdom, a proverb that we've all heard, but it's just so powerful. And I believe that you know, that is, that is the, the essence really of, of this conversation today. So no matter where you find yourself, because I know some of you are uh, listening to this podcast are what you might consider far from uh, the season of exit. And that's, that's great. Don't tune out. Listen in actually, because again, this goes back to beginning with the end in mind. It's, we talk about the CEO, you think in three frames of time, right? You think in now, which is, you know, what's important now we think in next. So like, let's say over the next 12 months. And then we think in ultimately, which we usually say is the next three years. So take a three-year view of your of your business, but ultimately could also be a look at your career. You know, we talk about, you know, working in your business, on your business, above your business. This is going to be for some of you more of an above your business conversation because maybe it seems far away. That, but then there's going to be others of you who are listening who says, well, I'm actually moving more rapidly towards that season. I'm actually considering that. I'm actually... Yeah, I'm in that stage of I'm really actually thinking about this a lot more. Uh, and I see this in the next maybe potentially three three to five years, um, definitely within the next decade, this is going to happen. Uh, and then there's some of you who are listening. It's like we are on the threshold. Like it's it's either happening or it's about to. So where you find yourself, uh, tune in, uh, lean in, listen up. And uh, and let's let's dig in, Doc. So let's go through it. So so we're going to go through the four stages uh, and I love it. So let's first talk, talk about what are the stages, and then we'll get into the into the content within like what's going to happen within each stage. So uh, start there. Let's start with stage one, two, three, and four, and then we'll I'll, uh, you know come back and we'll we'll get into each stage. Yeah. Okay. So just a couple of disclaimers for us. So um, uh, I'm not an attorney, uh, <laughs> and I'm not trying to play one on this podcast either. Neither you, Doctor Pete. Everything we're giving you is from an educational perspective. Of course, of course, there's so much variance, legal variance uh, from state to state, from province to province, from country to country. So of course, you've got to surround yourself with you know a team of legal experts, consultants, people that are experts in the exit space to guide you in your own process as you're putting together complicated materials like term sheets and contracts and et cetera, et cetera. So that, that being said, 
um, know that we we do have a program called the Remarkable Exit Program. We're not going to leave you in the lurch here. We're not going to just do this super high level review of this content. So you know, this is a program that we've created specifically for chiropractors who are getting ready to sell their business, looking for their successor, looking for their uh, the buyer and their legacy play. So just know that we're not leaving you on your own on this. So just you know, reach out to us if you'd like to learn more about that. But just before we just start going through the information, I, I want to make sure that they know that there's a resource here for them and there's a support with our really deep and rich expert team, right? So uh, this is a critically important thing to get right because if you don't get it right, it's wicked expensive and really painful, right? So let, let me get to your question. What are the four? There are four stages that we've identified in this exit program uh, or the remarkable exit process. The first stage is strategy. The second stage is readiness. The third stage is go to market. And the fourth stage is the transaction, right? So Dr. Beat, there's four steps, four stages of this. Uh, there's plenty of work underneath each one of these steps and stages. But you know, the purpose of this conversation, I think, is just to give people a sense of like, what are these components? What do I need to be thinking about in this you know, sequential approach to making sure I do have my own remarkable exit? So I'm I'm reflecting on my exit. I had two two exits so far. I had a gym that I sold to um, to a one of the instructors we had in our in our gym, and and they they bought they acquired that. And then there was the exit of uh, the chiropractic practice, which was uh, one of my associate doctors uh, was able to acquire that. So both of those exits. And as I'm thinking about this, and I love the word that you used, process. Man, I wish there was a. Uh, I had uh, visibility into a process because the word process to me stepwise guided process, right? Yeah, it's a comforting word in in this sense because it's very it can be very precarious. I mean, I know it is. It's a precarious thing, and it and and most of the time the unknown keeps people from taking action. It creates it, it, it's paralysis. We get paralyzed because like, well, I just don't know how to do or what's the next step, so I'm not going to do anything, or I'm just going to. Uh, wait or hope or whatever, pray. And all those things are great to do. Waiting sometimes, hoping and praying, all of it. But there should be a process. So that, the first thing, Doc, is just I want to just emphasize the word process. Process brings peace in my world. Like when there's a process, okay, there's a plan. Okay. That that creates some peace, some peace of mind. You know, it's not going to actually be perfect. The process is not always, always going to work out perfectly. But man, when there's a process to follow, we have a, we have a checklist, we have a game plan. There's a flow sheet. You know what? That's a big deal. So the first thing I'm going to say to all of you is there is a process for this. And that's a big deal. That's actually incredibly helpful. So when it comes to the time, that's the right time for you. Recognize there is a process. There is support. And there is there's a plan. There's a way to do this really, really well. Hey, Doc, let's face it. 95% of your problems are people problems. Can't find A players, can't keep A players don't know how to leverage your team, create expectations and agreements, or hold people accountable in order to optimize your team. Doc, what would happen to your practice if you were finally able to get the right people in the right seats, doing the right work the right way? For most chiropractors, it would change everything. You'd increase your capacity to see more people. You'd make a bigger impact and a bigger income. You'd be able to delegate and scale your business. Or maybe you need to get your associate doctor relationship dialed in. That would mean you getting your time freedom back, you could get a handle on your schedule, maybe even become a CEO. If this is what you want your 2023 to sound like, make sure that you join us for the remarkable team building immersion in Dallas, Texas, February 4th and 5th, or in Brisbane, Australia, 
February 24th and 25th. Man, I'm psyched to be back in Australia. Doc, bring your team with you. Get everyone on the same page. They'll be back in your office on Monday with more clarity, accountability, and purpose than ever before. Energize and mobilize your team and see your practice grow. What are your goals for 2023, Doc? Is it a seven-figure foundation or a seven-figure revenue or seven-figure profit or maybe even a seven-figure exit? Regardless of what season you're in, you'll need a seven-figure team. Click the link in the show notes and register today. So Dr. Steven, let's go to step stage one. So stage one of the process you talked about, and uh, we're going to dig into that now. So the first stage is strategy, right? So you've got to put together that plan that you're referring to, right? So um, we call it an exit roadmap. This is the sequential stepwise approach to, okay, so I've got to do this first, get this ready first, then do this and then do that. These are the experts I need to surround myself with, with, et cetera. So, you know, like all worthwhile work, it always begins with a vision, which is, you know, what does the ideal exit look like for you and to you? Like, so there's the classic, why, what, how, who, when type of conversation that you need to have going through this. And you got to be capturing all this because like you said, like Stephen Covey said best, begin with that end in mind, right? So it's this incredibly difficult thing that is new territory for most people and is totally sphincteric. There's all kinds of emotion. It starts with fear, right? So every part of this is emotionally charged, right? So the way to tamp down that emotional charge is to show up with a good and solid plan and be really well informed, know what you're trying to accomplish and get rid of some of the things that people show up with, with assumptions and fantasies. There's always this owner's bias, like it's, it's our baby. We're trying to sell this thing. So there's all kinds of like emotional bias that you have to shed going into this. And this is just all part of the strategic process of unearthing. What is your ideal exit look like? So when we talk about why, you know, so why do you want to exit? Like, why are you going to sell your business? You know, so, and people have lots of reasons why, right? So why I'm, it's time for me to retire, right? So I'm over it. I'm done. It's time for me to tell, maybe I'm broken down. Maybe I'm injured. Maybe I'm sick. Maybe there's an opportunity, right? So I want to go and take advantage of another opportunity. I know that was what was true for both you and I. We both exited because we knew we had in our mind's eye, had maxed the impact that we could make in one community in a brick and mortar setting. We wanted to be able to influence thousands of chiropractors who could serve millions of patients, right? So that was an opportunity we wanted to take it, take advantage of. You know, what is your reason for exiting? So you got to really own that thing. You know, you have to, you, you know, this is going to be a very difficult process. So we have to identify like, why do I want to undertake this and get really clear about it? And then flip side of that is like, well, what do I want to accomplish? Like, what is my priority? Like, what what do I want to get out of this exit? You know, so, and people have lots of different reasons for this, right? So, or I should say different wants coming out of this, right? So for some people, it's like, I just want to get as much money as possible, right? So I'm looking for somebody who will pay the highest price, right? So, or maybe it's like, I just want to get it done as quickly and as painlessly as possible. It's like speed. That's I'll give up price and even the person if I can get it done fast. Or maybe you're, you're like I was, which was, I got to get the right person in here. It's a legacy play and and I can, there's no way I can just put a for sale sign up on my business and, and let somebody come in and buy this practice and take care. These are my people, right? These are my team or what have you. So for me, it was totally a, a legacy play. So for me, it was the who, which was really critically important. And that was, you know, my priority. Ask yourself, like, I want the money. I want it to be fast and painless, but... My priority was the person that was going to take it over. That's a critically important framing to get right before you start this process. Because then you start talking about how. How am I going to exit? 
you know, there's lots of ways to do this, Dr. Pete. You can do just like internal exit, which is somebody inside your business, or it's external exit where you got to go outside your business and find somebody. Uh, if it's an external exit, is it a Main Street exit or is it a Wall Street exit, right? So is it a Main Street exit? Is it a doctor selling to doctor? Is it a Wall Street opportunity where you're like, hey, there's a private equity group that's doing corporate roll-ups and I want to get involved in that. And there's some sexy new opportunities out there now that didn't exist five, six, seven years ago, right? So there's all kinds of opportunity out here. And like I said, you know, it's critically important that we go into this exploring all these opportunities so that we can craft the plan that's going to let us, you know, lead us down the path that's going to get us the best outcomes based on what we're trying to accomplish, right? Then it's when you have to know exactly when, what's my timeline? You know, we look at it from the perspective, uh, uh, there's, there's really three different categories of docs. It's doctors that are like more than three years out. And these are really the strategic players that are like, man, I understand that, you know, it has everything to do with creating more value in the business. Asset value is what matters, right? So I want to build a business that people will compete to buy. How do I do that, right? So how do I take this job and turn it into a business? I want to optimize the asset value of my business. I'm going to get my associate doctors firing. I want to set this place up so I'm acting more like an investor working above and on the business than being that toiling owner operator, you know, head down, bum up, seeing all the patients like that, that. That's the person that's more than three years out is like, man, I'm going to optimize the asset value of this place. Then there's the person that's somewhere between a year and three years out from wanting to exit. That's pretty much what we would consider like the ideal window, right? Because it gives you enough time to to leverage some of the corporate strategies, corporate structure strategies that are in place and tax strategies. So again, you're optimizing asking price and more importantly, you're using tax strategies so you can keep as much of the profit in your pocket. That's wicked important. So this conversation we're having right now, Pete, from a high level, this is not like a $50,000 question. These are hundreds, $500,000 million questions we're asking right now. Like this is a, the, the conversation we're having right now is like, it's the difference between do I make a $250,000 exit or do I do a $1.25 million exit or a $2.5 million exit, right? So this is giant numbers we're talking about relative to the you know typical chiropractic exit, right? So, and then finally, the third category is somebody who is under a year away from exiting and they're like, oh man, I'm in a situation where I have to exit. Usually it's sickness or injury, or maybe they're smoked coming out of COVID and they're failing, or you know, there's they've, there's a divorce, they have to move, there's something going on, and we call that an emergency exit, right? So those are the three categories, Pete. So we're talking about why, what, how, who, and when, and all that starts to shape your strategy and gets captured into what we call the exit roadmap. I love this, Doc. Thank, thank you for uh, just breaking that down. It was super helpful. And I think for for pretty much everybody that's listening, including myself, we've, we've got some work to do because that that's a that's a really important, you, you just covered a tremendous amount. So we talked strategy and a couple of things jumped out to me. So when it comes to your why, what I really heard was you've got to get crystal clear on your reason. Why is all about your reasoning, right? So what's the reason you're going to do this? And, 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 and you know what? There's not a right or wrong reason, but you got to know what your reason is. It's very personal, okay? Because some people try to, you know, talk you in or out or, you know, you're going to hear all sorts of different things because you'll bring it up to some people and you'll start getting, you've got to get crystal clear on your reason, Doc. Because I remember thinking about what you said about this opportunity. That was the reasons we did it. 
I had I had people question it. I had a lot of people question it. I questioned it. <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot of questioning going on. Like you said, the first emotion that comes up is fear. Then there's a lot of other emotions. But you're going to get a lot of questions. And you should ask a lot of questions. Then you should take your time, ideally, right? You talked about the three um, kind of paths to, you know, the exit, the when. That opportunity is is really important. And and for me, I know that was that was the reasoning. So what's the reason? And, and that's going to be important for you to consider, again, regardless of the timing and whether it's an eventually thing, it's a someday thing, or it's a now thing, be crystal clear on your reason. I really heard that loud and clear. And the why is going to be the most important of, of all the questions. That's the first and most important. You got to get that. The second one you said was the what, which for me, it was all about priority. I heard the word priority. I thought, you know what? This is get crystal clear on what your priorities are. Like you said, your priority was the legacy. It was specifically finding the right doctor. It was about the who more important, even though you, you might've been, it might've been about money. That was one of the, you know, your priority might be find the financial. I want to, I want to, I want to make and keep as much as possible. It might be speed. I need a quick um, sale. I can't have this long drawn out process. So whatever it's going to take to make this happen. And you talked about the third was be more of like a legacy. Uh, you know, it's that right person. So just as options of what are your priorities and getting clear on what your priorities are for this. I heard that loud and clear. And then you talked about the who, and this is about that right person. We always talk about the four rights. Well, guess what? You got to get the right person. Absolutely. Who's the right buyer for your practice, for your business? Get that who right. Talked about the how, and really the how boiled down in my mind when you were talking through, it's like it's internal, external. I did an internal, uh, internal uh, sale on both of the two businesses I've sold. Both were internal. I had an internal trainer who was uh, training and doing the, the training for us at our fitness center, our gym, and then a doctor, one of our doctors who was working in the practice, actually. So both were internally, were both groomed in many ways and raised up into this, um, and it was done that way. So, so that's, a, that's an example of an intro. Then there's the external, like you talked about, where you go outside of your business. And that can be done in two ways, like you talked about. Uh, and then the, the when. And I think timing is everything. Timing is so important. And with this, like you said, this can this is, can be a very costly thing. Uh, it could be either graceful and profitable or not. And timing is going to play a big part in how graceful and profitable this will be. So getting crystal clear on the timeline uh, is going to be big for for all of us with this. And uh, and I love that, Doc. So so that's stage one. So stage one is strategy. Stage two, we talked about, or you you said it was readiness, which I love that by the way. I love that word, and I love uh, just thinking about what does that mean, right? So. Uh, let's jump into readiness. So if stage one is strategy, then stage two is readiness. Let's let's unpack that, Doc. Yeah, it's like a slip and check, right? So it's like, let's check your degree of readiness, right? So, you know, and, and there's there's a couple of things that need to be ready. Right? And, and it's the thing that's not ready that'll kick your ass in this situation, right? So, you know, you want to make sure that you're scrutinizing. It's like, what are all the moving parts involved in, in this situation? Uh, and by the way, all of them are emotionally charged. So, you know, you want to make sure that number one, first and foremost, you're ready. Like what you just said, Dr. Pete, was, you know, were we ready? Because both of us, you know, from an outsider's perspective, we both build practices, you know, they're a thousand week practices plus, right? So, and you built your practice like I did. We created and collected ideal patients, right? So, you know, we had 75% of our patients on auto debit, EFT, just every week coming in to get checked. Every month, their credit card was paying for their wellness care. I mean, we're talking about patients who have been there 5, 10, 15, and more years. It's like, it was 
it was someone's to screw up, right? And it was mine to screw up, yeah. So, and I'm sure yours felt the same way. It's like, yeah, it was humming and going and growing, and it was just like, okay, you know. So people are like, are you out of your mind? Like, why are you selling? Why are you getting rid of this practice? And I really wish I had us, you know, back in the day, because what I probably would have ended up doing would be what we call the Golden Goose program, which is the no exit exit, right? So keep it for a while, run it like a CEO, you know, let it spit off cash for the next five years, increase asset value, and then sell it. You know, it's like that's a story for a different day. But, you know, um, my personal readiness was unquestioned, you know, personally, internally, because mm-hmm. I spent three years in the maintain game. You know, we spent the first nine years, 10 years of the practice just growing like crazy. And then it was like starting to peak off. And then we're up over a thousand a week and I rang the bell and I was like, okay, what now? What next? Always feeling like trying to get 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag every shift, every day. And I was just like, after all, I'm like, I was feeling the four walls, right? So it was like, I don't know how much more I can expand. What are we going to start adjusting on Sundays, I'm not doing it, right? So it's like, you know, ultimately for me, it was no question. I have a lot of rubber on the tires. I want to go make a bigger impact. That's what I covet is impact and influence in chiropractic or impact in the world through chiropractic and influence in chiropractic. So the answer for me was obvious. I had already fallen in love with coaching and developing great chiropractors, you know, through our 39 associates that we had, I knew that that was my calling. That was God's appointment for me. And that was next. So I knew there was no question. So internally, I was ready. Mm. It was still wicked hard. Yeah. There were tears, man. It was, it was those were my people. And I still, to this day, we, I see them in church. People that have been like, you know, patients for 20 years, they still there, still getting checked, still getting adjusted, which is awesome. Uh, and the, the chiropractic, chiropractic couple that we sold the practice to is standing right next to us at church. So it's just so awesome to see this like closed loop, right? This beautiful cycle. But it was wicked hard. And if I were not ready, like fully ready, it would have it would have broke my heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure, you know, first and foremost, you're ready. Then you got to make sure the practice is ready. Okay. So let's call from a super high level. It's your systems, your processes, your procedures. Okay. It's attraction, conversion, retention systems, your team, your team building systems, your financial systems. Right? You got to make sure that the practice is ready, that it's actually a business, not a job. Because frankly, nobody wants to buy your job, right? So you just got to make sure that that practice is ready for somebody else to come over and take over and have it go and grow, right? So is the practice ready for sale? And that has, speaks to the quality of the business, right? So, and then finally, it's the business side of it. So you heard me say practice, and now I'll say business because we both know those are two different things. You know, it's my experience that most chiropractors, you know, they don't stay awake at night worrying about their practice. What keeps them up at night, Pete, is they worry about their business, okay? Mm -hmm. So ultimately, is your business ready, right? So is your financial house in order, okay? So from a structural system, you know, from a structural perspective, are you running a profitable business, right? So do you, can you prove that, right? Do you have the financial record keeping and meeting rhythms that create the visibility that will be required in due diligence? And is your culture meeting rhythms that create accountability? Like is, is, would I, if Stephen Franson, if I showed up and, and went to buy Pete Camiola's practice, you know I'd be scrutinizing that business. I'd be like, give me three years worth of your financials. I want to go through these books. I want to know exactly what I'm buying, right? So are you? what's your level of readiness when it comes to defending the value or the valuation of your business? 
Good, Doc. This is so good. Uh, you know, checking on your readiness. And I, and I love how you got into your story a bit and your readiness. Like you you were ready now. Like you said, if you knew what you knew now, then, you know, maybe, maybe that would have, you know, altered things. But, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and God has a reason for everything. And I know you see that and you, you are, you're moving forward. I'm moving forward. We're all moving forward. But the blessing of this is that, like you said, we teach from scar tissue is that, you know, we might be able to help someone who's listening today actually could make it, this could actually radically shift your experiences based on Dr. Stephen, what you just shared in your experience. So um, my experience, each one of our experiences is going to hopefully help, you know, help you get there and and be more ready. I, I know that, you know, readiness for me, really for me started with my heart as well. I, I remember presenting to my staff at one of our annual board meetings and I said, you know, and I, I've always been like, my faith has always been very important to me. And I've always been very upfront about it with, with patients as well as with my team. And I said, you know, I, I know that this practice isn't mine. I said, it's, it's God's practice. You know, it's, uh, I've always felt that way. Like I work for him. So I said, you know, it's not, it's not for me, but I said, I, I sense that there's this shifting happening for me and my journey. And I said, I don't know how much longer, like, Dr. Pete's going to be physically here. I, I don't know that. Not like on earth, but like in this office. And I remember sharing that with my team probably two to three years before it all ended up happening. But I had a sense. And it wasn't, that wasn't the focus of the meeting. Actually, we were getting deep into KPIs and focused on our goals and all of that. But, I, but when I was sharing my heart, which I did regularly, that was where I went. I said, you know, this has been on my heart. I just want to share this with you guys because I don't want you to I always want to be crystal clear. And I said, the reason why is because there's a, there's a world of people out there that desperately need what we have in here. And I feel like I have a, a role in actually going out to reach those people. I do, we already do it here locally. I'm out all the time. But I said, I sense there's a greater need out in the community to serve in our profession and to reach more people, which Dr. Steven is similar to your heartbeat, which is probably obviously one of the reasons where we, we are doing this podcast so together and all that. But we didn't know that then. I didn't even know you then. So but God did, you know, so like what's, you know, the heart part is good. And then the next step was mentally. I had to mentally wrap my head around that. That was the next thing was like, all right, my heart is there, but man, I have no idea what this is going to look like. How do you do this? Um, so I had to mentally get ready. I plugged into groups. I was in a mastermind every month talking about this for 18 months. I remember with my, with my mastermind talking about this journey and really digging into it and studying it and getting help with that and that was significant for me and it really helped me because i didn't go alone you know and you know that was really important for me to mentally get ready so i had to plug myself into a program we didn't have the exit program at the time but i got plugged in with, uh, with at least people that were strong where i was weak that were ahead of me that were wiser in these areas and had experience that i didn't have and i i was able to lean into them and i spent 18 months studying and learning and sub submitting really a lot of my questions and thoughts and concerns to them and getting the, the guidance that I needed so that it could be a graceful and profitable experience for everyone, including my patient base, who I love dearly, and my team, who I love dearly, and, you know, and, and, uh, and then to the doctor who, who ended up acquiring, and his family, who I also love dearly. So it's like, man, I, I just want to make sure everybody's taken care of, right? And I had immensely get there. And then financially, like you talked about, is, is, is getting to that place where, you know, we were, in a, we were in a financial place where we could do it. You know, that's a different conversation for a different, for a different podcast is what did the transition look like and how did you transition into your next thing? Because a lot of you are going to move into something new. Yeah, and I, I think that'd be, that'd be a, uh, a great conversation. Um, yeah. Uh, it'd be really an interesting is the actual transition itself and 
as you're, you know, as you're talking money, you know, one thing that we probably will have to touch on here is valuation. Like, so, cause that, that, you know, that's probably a big question that, that so many people have on their minds and their hearts right now. This is like, well, a big factor in my decision making process is how do you figure out what my business is worth? Right. So we can't do an exhaustive address to any of these elements. Right. So this is, you know, all of this, of course, lives in uh, the exit program. The, you know, the valuation, which is that, you know, the elephant in the room, everybody, you know, everybody shows up. And um, in my experience, Dr. Pete, chiropractors are pathologically optimistic. And I certainly <laughs> share that methodology, right? So, uh, we, and we have this owner's bias. And, you know, the frankly, the valuation, the, the number we have in our minds are is almost like 100, 99.99% of the time an inflated number relative to what the market will bear, right? Will somebody pay for it, right? So cost is what you pay, value is what you get, right? So in their mind's eye, they're, they're looking at it as like, then what do I get, right? So, and, and it really helps people to just get themselves uh, you know, as highly logical as possible and as as little emotion as possible. So as as emotion goes up, logic goes down. And conversely, when logic goes up, emotion goes down, right? So you want to look at this and be like, listen, there are there's equations to figure this out, right? So there's accepted um, usual and customary ways to arrive at these numbers. Um, and you want to do that from the get-go. And it's a very healthy exercise to do if you're 10, 15 years away from selling your business if you think just keep doing evaluation on it right so and work with your bookkeeper or you know if you need help with that, let us know we do valuations as well we've got our own valuation expert uh, inside of the remarkable practice but you know in a nutshell there's really two general approaches to this depending on whether you're an owner operator company or you're a professionally managed company uh, the way most of these transactions happen uh, in chiropractic specifically is you'll see this some type of sales multiple times what's called seller's discretionary earnings or sde okay so sde is seller's discretionary earnings right so um, that is the most common way to do it and because most practices are really owner operated right so if you have a professionally managed organization, right, where it really functions truly like a business and you've got a professional team that's going to go with the deal, that's going to stay with it. Like I'm talking about marketing director, you've got an office manager or a COO, maybe even a CEO, CEO. you've got adjusting doctors like caregiver and business builder doctors and a staff and everything. And you're selling a true business. That would be a professionally managed company. And they would use a multiple times what's called EBITDA, right? So, you know, those are there's two ways to arrive at valuation because most people will be doing the first one. Let's talk about that a bit. And of course, we'll unpack that deeper uh, in future episodes if people have an interest for that. Uh, and it's definitely um, a deep dive inside of the exit program. So, multiple times seller's discretionary earnings or SDE, right? So, the multiple is really the variable that you can negotiate, okay? And that's the sort of more subjective side of it. The seller's discretionary earnings is 100% objective, right? So, we're not going to have a tax conversation here, but we're going to refer to bookkeeping, right? So, so when you look at your books, you know, so your just seller's discretionary earnings are essentially what is the real profit that this business pays you as the owner, okay? So uh, the net margin, if you will. So the, you know what you're looking at is you've got the owner's salary, whatever the business pays you. You own the business, and the business pays you, right? So your salary plus whatever distributions you're taking, whether those are monthly, quarterly, or annual, most do it quarterly, plus 
whatever ad backs you have from whatever legitimate uh, things you're running through the business, right? So, you know, when you pay for your business trips or your seminars or your car or your cell phone or your health insurance or, you know, whatever you do, those are those are all ad backs. If you have questions around ad backs, talk to your bookkeeper and say, hey, I really want to be able to do evaluation on my business. I need to know what are we running through the business that would be considered an ad back if we were trying to do evaluation in the business for a third-party buyer, right? So, They'll know how to do that, right? So it's a so the, the your salary plus whatever distributions you take each year plus ad backs. You add those together, and that's called seller's discretionary earnings. Pete, essentially, it's the juice that comes out of the squeeze of being an owner. Okay, so it's like because I own this business, I took all the risk. I dealt with the brain damage. I put in the time, energy, focus, and money. This is why it's worth it. This is how much this business actually pays me. That's SDE, that number, okay? It's a bookkeeping exercise, okay? The negotiable component of this is the multiplier, okay? So the sales multiple is... There's a usual and customary sales multiple for every industry. It's usually a range. Chiropractic, recently, it's been anywhere from, let's say, 0.75 to 3.5, right? So for a main street chiropractor selling to a chiropractor, right? So now, what makes the difference between like a one times seller's discretionary earnings or SDE or three times SDE? Ultimately, it comes down to a few factors, but categorically, we just consider them quality of the business quality of the revenue and potential strategic sale happening there. It's going to drive the multiple one way or the other. Dr. Pete, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars one way or the other. The multiple really matters. Quality of the business, quality of the revenue, potentially a strategic play times SDE, seller's discretionary earnings. So good, Doc. This is great. And uh, you guys are getting a, a crash course in this. So Doc, I'd love, to, um, I'd love to, to, to go full circle on this. And I don't think I need to dig in deeper to what you did. I think a lot of people are like, okay, wow. Uh, yeah, we just went to school. So hopefully you took a bunch of notes. This is great. Um, I'd like to wrap with stage, stage three and stage four. And I know we're not going to go deep into this. So let's just at least you know, kind of touch on you know, stage three. So we said stage. So again, recap. Stage one is strategy. Okay. We talked about that, answering the questions. Why? What? Who? How? When? We got into that. Number two, we talked about readiness. We've just gone through the readiness. This is, are you ready? Number one. Number two, is the practice ready? And then number three, is a business, is the business ready? We talked about that. Now we talk about stage three. So stage three is go to market. And then doc, stage four is the transaction. So let's, uh, Let's at least um, uh, touch. Yeah, we'll just we'll just touch on them real quick. So go to market. Just think of it as like selling a house, right? So as you you go to market, right? So you take the business and you go to market. So if it's an internal sale, it's almost a non conversation. You're not really going to market. You're going internally to an internal buyer. Externally, you got to go to the marketplace. You might go shop it yourself. You might have some good prospects in mind that you want to shop it to. You might want to handle it personally or use a broker, which I definitely uh, I, I recommend for our clients that they use a broker uh, and. And you know, this is where they're marketing on your behalf. Of course, there's other places where you can market it yourself, right? So uh, there are sale boards for practices, you know, use, using, you know, multiple uh, resources on the web to sell your business, sell your practices, lots of ways to do that, to go to market where you're actually, you've prepared this package to be sold to the marketplace. And then the fourth step is the actual sale process, right? So this is the transaction, right? This is the papers going back and forth. You've arrived at term sheet, you've got the contracts, you're signing papers, you're passing checks. This is when, you know, you bring in your professional team of 
experts. So exit experts, consultants, coaches, and of course, your attorneys, right? So your legal team, right? So Dr. Pete, four steps, four stages, strategy, readiness, go-to-market, transaction. You know, it's all about making a remarkable exit, which means in our world that you make a graceful and profitable exit. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.